Welcome back to another episode of Working Music, the podcast that talks about anything related to the music industry in Australia and around the world. This is episode number eight, Shiny Shiny Microphones, recorded Tuesday, September 1st, 2020. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Working Music. Thanks for joining me. This will be a little bit of a shorter episode uh, this week, and as you probably already know, we didn't release one last week. Um, things have been getting busy and hectic for, for both of us, uh, myself and Chubby, and this week Chubby uh, unable to make it. He's got a lot to do, lots of work coming in, which is really good. Um, he's just been flat out. And in this uh, time of uncertainty, you certainly can't blame anybody for taking on as much work as possible when it's there because you never know when it'll be gone. And uh, speaking of work and and, uh, getting work, here in Queensland, um, Australia, things are slowly opening up just just a little bit. Um, Nothing dramatic yet, but uh, even myself am starting to see a little bit of work come back my way. Um, and the process, there's, uh, you know, because of the new normal, I guess, that's what they, they call it all, uh, there's, there's a bit of a process uh, in going back to work at, in uh, many establishments, actually. Um, and I find myself preparing to go back to work um, this coming weekend for, you know, my first gigs in uh, about six months, since, since March anyway. Um, and there are a lot of criteria that I need to fulfil and, uh, and learning uh, resources that I have to go through. I need to uh, do a, a COVID safe um, a lesson and get, get myself a COVID safe certificate to say that I understand how it all works and all that sort of stuff. Um, and... And just, I guess, basically, I've got to bring myself up to speed with all the new changes in venues where um, I work and uh, make sure that I'm up to date with it all before I can even go back to work. So definitely a lot of changes, um, and I assume a lot of changes for many businesses, if not every business everywhere around the world, um, having to change how things are done um and different practices to in order to i guess help stop the spread of covid-19 and and help us get back to normal um somewhat faster if normal ever happens it's, there's no guarantee that the what what we knew as normal will ever be that again but nevertheless we uh we soldier on so, uh, yeah, without, without a co-host, it's uh, not quite as much to yak about, and this being a sort of a, a talky type of a podcast. Um, so I just thought, uh, what, could I, what could I share with you this week? Uh, in short, as, this, as I say, this is a short episode. I, um, in my uh, musical readings and um, websites and emails and stuff that I peruse um, week to week, I did came across, come across something that I find rather, um, well, I don't know the, 
what word is it? It, it nice, nice will do. Um, it is um, Audio Technica have released, and you know, as soon as I saw this, I just something inside of me said, "I've got to have one of these." <laughs> but uh, you be the judge because you go and have a look. Audio Technica have released a limited edition silver chrome silver version of their AT2020. Um, and the AT2020 USB model as well. Now, if you go to their website, go to the audiotechnica.com.au website, and that is audio-technica.com.au, and have a look at this microphone. And, I mean, the AT2020 has been around for quite a while. It's um, it's a pretty um, well-known um mic for podcasting and uh you know even um a cheaper studio mic for various different functions it's it's been on it's been around for quite a while and the standard AT2020 um retails for $169 from their website um but the the chrome edition or the silver finish they call it re- reflective silver finish. I mean, it looks like a chrome microphone to me. Um, it uh, retails for two twenty nine. Then they have the U- USB version. Um, uh, and if you have a look at that, it has a, a little blue light built into it, which obviously says it's getting power, and it just makes the whole thing look even. Sexier, if that's a word. Um, not sure that I would buy a USB microphone. Um, not something that I would have a lot of use for. Um, so I probably wouldn't. And it's three hundred and fifty nine dollars plus shipping. It gets a little bit more expensive. Uh, but the standard AT twenty twenty Chrome edition for two twenty nine. I think you know, it's. I'd like. I'd like to own one. Um, it'll just all depend on whether or not. They still have any left when uh, work returns again. A very sexy-looking microphone, and if for nothing else, just to uh, say, I own a Chrome microphone, and it just looks really nice. But again, as I say, the AT2020, it, it's been around for a while. It's a, it's a large diaphragm condenser. Um, a lot of uses in, in your little home studio, so it wouldn't be wasted. And and it's not like you're buying a Chrome edition of, let's say, a Behringer microphone. <laughs> Why would you? Um, it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, thought I'd share that with you because I like it. There's something else that I've had a bit of a look at. Um, I don't know how many of you um, know uh, what Dante is. Um it would be silly of me to assume that everybody who listens knows what Dante is uh, and what Dante does. Uh, I I use Dante quite a lot in the professional audio industry and uh, basically the idea of Dante is it sends audio across Cat5, Cat6 uh, network type cable um, and the actual whole Dante interface works um, I, I guess I liken it to to a matrix, whereby as I can take one signal and I can send it to many many different 
different areas um, or, or you know, different units or whatever, all via um, Dante, um, has so many, so many more uses um, that it's just it would just take me far too long to to sit down and try and go through it all. But I, I urge you, if you don't know what Dante is, um, go to ordinate.com, that's A-U-D-I-N-A-T-E.com, and do a bit of research. You can actually um, sit a couple of their courses that run you through learning Dante um, and what what it's useful for and, and things like that. Um, very uh, Very... Um, very useful tool in uh, buildings where they have multiple rooms and they want to be able to um, you know, divert audio, put audio in different places at different times or different audio through one system but to different zones and, and it just it's, it's very, very powerful. Um, and, you know, well, it solves a lot of uh, routing issues or problems of old I guess but what I do like is uh, what I've found on their website also is they have these little like Dante dongles I guess you'd call them um, which simply allow you to, to plug a device in to uh, your network say for instance or, or just to a standard Cat5 um, and you can just these little dongles you just plug in and you can add on whatever you like. You can uh, come out of your network, switch into one of these dongles and into some speakers. And the signal that you're sending to them could be coming from other side of the building. Um, you don't have to worry, worry about uh, sending microphone cables, speaker cables or long distances or so forth. Just run this all through your network. Uh, especially good, I think, for um, church environments. Um, you know, most church environments that I have seen, apart from having their main room, they, they may have a, a mother's room or a creche, um, uh, several other side rooms off the main room. And they, they may, for instance, they want to send the main service feed out to those rooms um, at different volume levels at, um, or, or perhaps, um, you know, they they want to send some um, light backing music into maybe the kids' room while the church service is on out here. can all be done through the same system uh, and, you know, routed at will through through the Dante interface. You can just turn things on and off and, and send it where you like. Um, and it does away with the need to be running speaker cables and, and and all that sort of stuff from room to room. You just need to have the, just get your building networked, a uh, simple network point on the wall that uh, runs back to your network switch. Um, and it's just absolutely fantastic. Um I, not much more I can say about it other than if you don't know about it, go and learn about it. Um, and, you know, it's not just a tool for professional audio engineers. Um, it's 
it's developed into something far bigger and and far more versatile to suit so many areas. Uh, it's definitely um, a great advancement in the world of audio um, in terms of getting audio where you want it uh, a lot more easily. Um, I wouldn't say cheaper. Um, it, it all depends on how far you've got to run things, but certainly easier, um, a lot more versatile, flexible. It gives you so many more options for the money. It, it's it's just well worth it. So head on over to ordinate.com, A-U-D-I-N-A-T-E.com, and learn a little bit about Dante. It's... Um, yeah, very, very good, very powerful. And if you if you're in a church group, if or you know any building that perhaps you're uh, you're uh, in charge of a, a small um, corporate style building that uh, has meeting rooms that you rent out and and all that sort of stuff, Dante is something that you can incorporate quite easily and can solve ma- uh, many problems. Can can also ultimately, I guess, in in the in the long term, you could actually save money um, by being able to integrate several different rooms all through one system, rather than to have having to go out and have different systems for each room. Um, this might solve that problem, and it could end up actually costing you less money. So, you know, great a great tool for the audio industry, and I have no doubt it will become even more because it just keeps growing. So that's good. Um, one other thing I might just touch on while I'm here and uh, so just so make sure this podcast isn't too short. I had, um, so it says myself, I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, um, audio engineer, sort of jack of all trades, master of none sort of thing. Um, but I've been... Re- um, I've been releasing music throughout this year. Um, basically, my thought was I have all this time, I might as well do as much as I, I can and, and make 2020 at least worthwhile in some area for myself. Um, but in doing so, um, talking to other people who uh, home record and, and all that sort of stuff, and I had a guy come to me, well, email me, and say, you know, he really loves... Um, how I get my vocals to sound or something along those lines and asked um, should he go and buy these plugins or, or that microphone or you know like because he was not satisfied with what he was getting um, and asked me should he upgrade and buy this and buy that and buy the other thing and uh, so I asked him what he had and he told me and for all intents and purposes the equipment that he had was quite adequate enough to get the type of sound I'm getting. Um, and it just sort of highlighted to me the fact that sometimes the less experienced people can can be persuaded to spend money where it's unnecessary, to go out and buy that that expensive plug-in because Joe over there used it and he got that sound and so that must be what does it. Or he's got that particular microphone, that must be how he gets that sound. Or he's got that particular interface, that's how he gets that sound. And 
after this guy had rattled off the gear he was using, I, it, the light bulb just went off in me and went, well, hold on a minute, don't, no, no, don't go and spend any money because, you know, that microphone you're using is, a, you know, a pretty good, um, it's not a, a bottom range microphone, it's fairly mid range. Your interface is good, um, you know, you've, you're using uh, door XYZ, which is really good and comes with a lot of good standard plugins that I use myself. Um, so, you know, I talked this guy out of spending another thousand dollars on equipment in order to try and get the sound he was looking for. Um, and I, I hopefully I, I've um, convinced him that it's, it's uh, what, what you've got is already adequate enough to get what you're after. What it all comes down to now is trial and error, practice, and changing more the method or, or the the way, and you know, perhaps the way you're recording, um, perhaps the way you're using your plugins, perhaps the order you're putting your plugins, perhaps, you know, like, it comes more down to experience of trial and error um, rather than spending more money. Um, having having a uh, you know, $3,000 U87 doesn't suddenly mean you're going to have the John Bon Jovi vocals that you wanted or the, you know, sound, sound like Selena Dion or Celine Dion, <laughs> whatever, anyway. You get my drift. Is that spending more money doesn't create the product? It's you that creates the product, uh, and it's your experience in using the tools that you have that creates the good sound. Now, I've you know, and this is uh, I've, nothing has been more prominent in my life as a sound engineer as watching somebody get a good sound out of a Behringer desk and watching somebody get a good sound out of uh, a Midas desk, um, for want of a better <laughs> word. Um, just Anyway, or, or an Avid, you know, a huge Avid console as opposed to a... It, it, I, I think it, it really comes down to more what you do with what you have and... You know, people who have spent the time and have gained the knowledge and have put it into practice time and time again and crafted and honed and tweaked until, you know, and really learnt to use the tools that they have can get amazing sounds as, you know, almost indiscernible from somebody in that multi million dollar studio. So, yeah, don't get caught in the trap of just buying more gear or more expensive gear or this, that, you know, a different this, a different that because somebody else had it. I think, um, you know, even fairly mid-level equipment these days is far superior to, um, you know, if you go back and listen to some albums from the 60s. So the gear you buy these days at your local music store is far superior to the equipment that, that they used back in the early days. You know, I mean, um, you, back in the beginning of the Beatles, they, they recorded in uh, two-track mono, like left and right. That was it. 
um, absolute proof that it's not the gear that you have. It's the it's the, it's how you, you use it. It's the knowledge you have of how to use it. So I stress an urge. If if you're not getting that sound that you want, or you know you think it needs to be better, and you've got you know at least reasonably mid-range type of gear, and I don't mean thousands of dollars worth of microphones, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're, we're talking hundreds of dollars. You know, a, a $200 microphone, a $300 interface, like for literally um, less than $1,000, and you've got pretty adequate equipment. Um, so if you're not getting the sound that you want in your recordings, go out, get onto YouTube, it is your best resource that is free. And watch as many tutorials and videos as it takes. Just watch, trial, practice, learn with what you've got. Learn to use it to its best ability. And you'll find that eventually you'll you'll get that sound that you want just by learning the um, other people's tips and ideas and other people's methods uh, and you'll find that you'll save a crap load of money and then you know once you finally get to that point where you you're like yep I can now get the the sound that I want I'm really happy with blah 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 then if you want to go and spend five hundred a thousand dollars two thousand dollars on a fancy microphone because you know you'd really like to have that go ahead um because then you're buying it for a totally different reason. So my, my, my advice is just don't go and buy things you don't need in order to get that sound that you think that device will give you. You should be able to get that sound before spending thousands of dollars. Um, anyway, that's my two cents on that. And uh, don't have Chubby here this week to chime in and give me his two cents worth. Um, and I'm sure he would have a varying opinion but ultimately, I think he would probably also agree that, you know, if you can't get a good sound from your, your mid-range stuff, having the high-end stuff is not going to change your end product by much at all. It's just going to make, you know, it, uh, it's going to make a piece of poo look like, sound like a shiny piece of poo. <laughs> so basically, it's the best I can put it. Um, get get the knowledge and you know, um, hone your skills. Trial and error. If, it, if you don't like the way it sounds, go back and start again. Walk away from it. Come back tomorrow with a fresh set of ears. Start again. Pull everything back to zero. Start again until you get to where you want to go. If um, you know, a lot of people have a process on how they do things. Do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then and then I'm at the end. If it's not working for you, swap them around. Oh, I might start on B and then and then do G, and then I'll come back to A. And like, you've got to change what you're doing until you get what you want. Okay, because if what you're doing isn't working, then don't do it like that anymore. Find a different way, and eventually you'll come. You'll come to the realization that now I I've changed what I'm doing and now I'm getting the product that I want or the sound that I want 
and all it took was to do this or you know, take it from a different approach, a different method, learn a different technique, whatever. Don't spend the money. Hold on to your money for the time being. Get good at what you're doing. Then spend some money if you want to. All right, well, that's about it. I'm going to leave you all for now. And uh, hopefully uh, next week, Chubby will be back. We can have some more conversations on uh, different topics. And uh, hopefully hear from some of of the uh, uh, users... some listeners out there who uh, want to send us any feedback or anything like that, you can do that by emailing feedback at workingmusic.com.au. We'd love to hear from you. All right, until next time, au revoir. <laughs>